Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with News and Views from the Nefarium on Thursday, July 29th, 2017. Um, I want to thank everybody again. It's been one of those banner weeks, let me tell you, for articles. Thanks to all of you for sending in. It's going to be a long haul tomorrow when I blog to sort through it all and pick out uh, the ones I want to blog about, but it's going to be a hard decision because you guys have really found some pretty cool stuff. So anyway, I wanted to say thank you for that. Thanks for the support, the donations, the prayers, the articles. I want to uh, thank everybody that's been going to the iTunes, giving us some good reviews. Please keep that up. That kind of helps us expand the website. So anyway, as you might guess, the Nefarium has been busy this week, and today we're concentrating on an AP story that just came out. Uh, the, the franchise of the Nefarium in question this week is the Vatican, uh, and there was a lengthy AP article that just came out. Um, I've linked it for you. It would be a good idea to read the whole thing. I want to concentrate on just a few paragraphs here because I think that there's something, I don't know how to put it. Uh, this is pure intuition on my part, but I think there's something we've been missing as we've been watching these sex scandals related to various churches and in particular the Roman Catholic Church. Um, so what I want to do is focus on a few paragraphs in this article and then go back and recall to your memory some history that preceded today's news uh, because I think we're looking at a much deeper story than just, and I, I don't mean to belittle the subject by saying just, but uh, than just pedophilia or clergy sex scandals or clergy sex abuse and so on. I think there's something much, much deeper going on here, uh, some of it of a spiritual nature that perhaps I will talk about some other time, but certainly some of it deals with rather different matters. So here we go. This is the AP article, and I want, I want to read the first three paragraphs and then a couple more paragraphs early on in this article. It says, quote, Pope Francis suffered a major blow Thursday when his top financial advisor, George Cardinal Pell, please get it right, guys, it's not, not Cardinal George Pell, it's George, then the term Cardinal Pell was charged in his native Australia with multiple counts of sexual assault from years ago, bringing a criminal case in the long-running abuse scandal inside the frescoed walls of the Vatican for the first time. So in other words, this is now a member of the Curia. It's a member, it's a cardinal member, a cardinal archbishop member of the Pope's governing cabinet of, of the Vatican, if you will. So in other words, you are now with the pedophilia scandal one step away from the Pope himself or from the papacy itself. The 76-year-old Pell, the highest-ranking Vatican official ever implicated in the scandal, forcefully denied the accusations and took immediate leave of absence as the Vatican's finance czar to return to Australia to defend himself. 
quote, the whole charge, or pardon me, the whole idea of sexual abuse is abhorrent to me, unquote, Pell told reporters in the Vatican Press office, quote, news of these charges strengthens my resolve and court proceedings now offer me an opportunity to clear my name, unquote. Now, skipping further down in this article, and then I want to get right to my um, my analysis, intuition, if you will, of what I think is going on. Quote, it's a big crisis for Pope Francis because Cardinal Pell was the man he called from Sydney to Rome to reform the Vatican's finances, unquote, noted Christopher Lamb, correspondent for the British Catholic magazine, The Tablet. Quote, Pope Francis has said zero tolerance for abusers, that he was going to sack bishops who cover up, but at the same time there have been a number of cases where he's been accused of having not taken strong enough action, unquote. Notably, Francis didn't force Pell to resign his post. He has said he would wait for Australian justice to run its course before making a judgment himself. The developments also posed a new obstacle for Francis as he tries to overhaul the Vatican bureaucracy, key thing there, and bring its finances up to international accounting and transparency standards. Now, let me stop there because it's all of that that suggests to me that there is something else going on behind this charge against Cardinal Pell. Um, the, the idea that the Vatican has to come up to international accounting standards, which hasn't served the Western banking system too well in the last couple of decades, is to me kind of a very sick, hypocritical joke. Uh, we've seen banks too big to fail. We've seen bankers too big to jail. We've seen bailouts. We've seen finance capitalism running amok and creating all sorts of essentially morally fraudulent securities on top of everything else to enrich themselves. So in other words, what I think is going on here, folks, I have no idea if Cardinal Pell is guilty or not of these things. He may be, but that doesn't change the essential story here, which I think is about finances. Um, I want you to go back and remember in history the very checkered career of an American archbishop by the name of Paul Marcinkus, who was the head of security for Pope John Paul II. He was uh, an intimate associate of that then pope, as was uh, Cardinal, at that time, Cardinal Ratzinger. And this is a key point because. At that time, of course, there were all sorts of scandals swirling around the Vatican Bank in relationship to the then P2G Masonic Lodge scandal that was beginning to break in Italy. It was related also to some scandals surrounding the Italian banker Michele Sindona. And again, we're seeing all sorts of fraud, now bailouts in the Italian banking system. So what I'm suggesting here is that Cardinal Pell, this this arrest of Cardinal Pell is part of whatever else is going on right now in Italy with the Italian banking system and the huge bailouts that we see going on there as they're attempting to prop up that system. Now, let's continue. 
if you recall, prior to Pope Francis appointing Cardinal Pell to go in and clean out the Vatican Bank, so to speak, and bring it up to, and this is key again, bring it up to international accounting standards, because the fear we've been told was that the Vatican Bank was being used to launder money for terrorism and so on and so forth. What I suspect it means is that the central bankers, the corrupt bankers of the Western financial system, want to get their hands on yet another corrupt bank and for some very specific purposes that I'll detail in a moment. But prior to appointing Cardinal Pell, remember, and I blogged about this when it happened a couple of years ago, Pope Francis appointed an auditing firm for the Vatican Bank, which officially is called the Institute of Religious Works, all right? Pope Francis appointed a firm, an accounting firm of record for the independent, to be the independent auditor of the Vatican Bank. Interestingly enough, the firm that he appointed was the same firm that is the auditor of record, if I recall correctly, for Lloyd's of London, and here it comes, folks, for the Bank of International Settlements. And for at that time then, and I still think this now, that was the signal that what they're really trying to do under the guise of making the Vatican Bank's system use essentially the same rules of accounting that Western banks do, and particularly Western central banks, is they're trying to integrate the Vatican Bank into that system. In other words, this, I think, has been their target all along, that they want to not only make the Vatican Bank part of that system, they want to make it the central bank for that system for a global currency. All right, and the reason why I suggested is way back in Babylon's Banksters, there's always a relationship between a closed religious system and a closed financial system. All right, now let me go further. If you recall, there were also allegations back at the time that Pope Benedict XVI, Cardinal Ratzinger, resigned. All right, now this is interesting because if you've been following that story, the stories keep appearing, and each time they have done so since his resignation, the stories keep appearing that more and more little details are coming out that that resignation may have been forced on him somehow by the then Obama administration, and in the background, of course, the accusations are that the Clintons were somehow involved. I haven't seen evidence of that, but I, it wouldn't surprise me. What they're arguing is they wanted regime change in the Vatican, because Ratzinger, of course, by their lights, was a relatively conservative pope. So in other words, you also have, in my opinion here, a story that is being driven to gain even more control over the Vatican and over Roman Catholic policy and doctrine. That's key, because I think what they want is to further liberalize the Catholic Church. Uh, if you thought Vatican II was bad, if you're a traditional Roman Catholic and you thought that Vatican II was bad, just wait, you ain't seen nothing yet. The goal here is to 
force women priests into the Roman Catholic priesthood. And folks, priesthood is not a job. It's a symbol. It's an icon. There has to be a one-to-one correspondence between the thing that's symbolizing and the thing symbolizing it. I cannot be a priestess to Ishtar because I don't have that one-to-one sexual correspondence. It's just that simple. So I think that what they're trying to do is they're trying to get their hands on the Vatican Bank. Now, why pedophilia? Because the other thing that this story, I think, absolutely points out, it's an implication of it, and a very strong one, is that the pedogate scandal, as I've been arguing for years and years, is part of a worldwide network, all right? There is, in my estimation, a worldwide ring of human trafficking, of uh, of kidnapping, of, of forced sexual uh, favors and everything else that you can think of and probably don't want to think of, and, and I'm with you on that score. I think there's a worldwide ring. These are ways for them to blackmail the cooperation of people to do what they want in terms of promoting domestic and foreign policy, or in the Vatican's case, uh, liturgical or doctrinal uh, commitments and financial malfeasance that they can use the Vatican Bank to disguise a lot of activity. So I suspect that the arrest of Cardinal Pell, whether or not in the long run he is guilty, is a symbol of a much, much bigger conflict going on. And I suspect that what's really behind this is not only an effort to gain control of the Vatican's finances, but to gain control thereby of its policy. All right, this is key. This is crucial um, for their agenda. They they want a one-world currency, and to have a one-world currency, they need a one-world global sanction on that currency that has moral suasive force. And of course, the claims of the papacy fit that rather nicely. So a big story here, uh, not the story that they're reporting, which is primarily about sexual abuse and so on and so forth. I think the real story here is contained in those opening paragraphs about Pell's role in the overhaul of the Vatican bureaucracy, please note that, and the overhaul of the Vatican Bank. So, big story. This is one to watch uh, and to watch very, very carefully. So anyway, that's it for today's news and views. I hope to see everybody in about a week in the vid chats. I, I haven't put up the vid chat schedule, everybody. I've been a little kind of snowed under because I'm writing a new book, all right? So please give me a little bit of leeway on that. I'm thinking that perhaps the next vid chat actually might be in two weeks rather than one week, all right? But there is no vid chat tomorrow. Uh, please make a note of that. Everybody uh, seems to kind of forget that. But anyway, I want to thank everybody for the good vid chats lately, all of you sending articles. Thank you again. And we'll see you on the flip side, everybody. Bye-bye.